accepting my call and thank you for being on the 90 day podcast no i'm 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 looking forward to it okay thank you well let's get to know a little bit about you is that okay okay, okay. um did you grow up, thank you did you grow up in um harford connecticut i grew up in bloomfield and bloomfield okay did we go to school together you went to Bloomfield? I went to Bloomfield, and um, matter of fact, one of my, well, a few of my classmates, um, one of them I could um, remember is Yolanda Hopgood. What year did you graduate? Um, 89. So you, so you graduated with my sister. Okay. I graduated in 87. Oh, okay. So at some point we were in high school together, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. I'm so happy that you're doing so well. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a grind, but you know. So did you nobody, always... If I'm going to do it, nobody else going to do it for me. I know. I know. Did you always want to um, be in the restaurant business? So... That's a good question. No. <laughs> so this is this is I'm gonna explain to you how it happened. So I went to um I, I was firefighter. I'm retired firefighter from the city of Hartford. Okay. While I was doing that, I I went to to law school and Upon graduation, my parents bought this timeshare in Aruba. So I was introduced to Aruba. So I was going to Aruba like every year um, for vacation. Mm-hmm. And I just said, you know, when I retire from the fire department, I want to open a, a bar in Aruba on the beach. So that was my dream. And so I retired from the fire department, but of course, you know, still doing the law thing. So couldn't quite relocate to Aruba. So I had shared that with my classmate at the time when we were in um, law school. And he works for a property management company that owns a building. And his boss came up to him one day and said, hey, do you know anybody who might be interested in opening a bar? I got a building that I'm going to build out and we just got to find somebody to put in it. So he came to me, and that's how it happened. <laughs> oh, wow. Talking so about the right place at the right time. What's that? I said, talking about being at the right place at the right time. Right, right. So it just all kind of fell into place. So it went from a bar, because um, I, I don't know if you're familiar. This used to be Lena's Pizza, the building that we're in. And the part of the building that we occupy used to be the bar. It was called Sully's Pub. Uh-huh. It was just that. It was a bar because it was connected to Lena's Pizza. So when people wanted food, they would go over to the pizza shop. 
And so initially, we were just going to do a bar, and then it, you know, like somebody said, you guys really should have a kitchen. And so then we got a kitchen, and then, you know, so it's a bar slash restaurant, so cafe. Okay. All right. So are are you and this classmate, are y'all in business together? Yes. So so we've been law partners um, off and on. I mean, to this day, we call ourselves law partners because we still do some things together. But we were actually physically in a law practice together at one point. Um, I'm now back to being a solo. He's actually general counsel for a property management company. But we still do some some collaborative things uh, with closings and things of that nature. And then, yes, we are partners, 50-50 partners in this bar. Oh, wow. And, and by you knowing the law, that really helps. <laughs> um, y- yes and no. Because, you know, there, there are aspects of the law that, yes, I, I am familiar with and that are very helpful when it comes to, you know, drinking establishments. So understanding, like, the you know, the Dram Shop Act and the liability that you as a bar owner have when people come into your establishment to drink. Mm-hmm. And you know, the things that you have to look out for, you know, knowing when to shut somebody off because they've had too many drinks, you know, that kind of stuff. So familiar with that, yes. And, you know, being a criminal defense attorney, I, I've had plenty of clients who've gotten DUIs. Um, and, and so very conscientious about, you know, who we're serving, how much we're serving and all that other stuff. You know, I mean, there are some other aspects of law that definitely, you know, came in handy when um, opening the place up. So what's interesting is like my so my partner um, has a in-depth background in like, you know, um, zoning regs and, um, you know, city ordinances and things of that nature. So between the two of us. I'm not saying we have it all covered, but we've got a lot of it covered when understanding, you know, the, where we should be, how we should be operating and yes. the things that we got. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Y'all got it going on. Where the other one is weak or not weak, I would say, but lacking in one thing, the other one is more knowledgeable and vice versa. Yeah, it, it's it, if partnerships are, are. I always say like partnerships are like marriage. Yeah, you know, the communication is is key. If one person is putting in more work than the other, you know, they, they, you know, you start to have issues and resentment, and, and no different than than a marriage. Um, you know, what I can say about Kevin and I, his name is Kevin as well. Is that, you know, we, like you said, we complement each other. Um, we know our strengths. We know our weaknesses. I, I, you know, there's certain things that, like, I know that I'm just not going to expect from him. And right. vice versa. And, and and so, and I think in knowing those things, it helps because, you know, we don't have, we don't fight about those things. Because I, I know, like, it, it, it's, like, we always, we, we call it, you know, you, uh, what is, what do we say all the time? Um, I forget what we, we say, but basically, you know, knowing your teammate, exactly. 
understanding your teammates. So I know that, you know, if, if certain things are not like, if I walk out of here at night and, and, and I don't double check the doors, it's ultimately going to fall on me because I know when my partner walks out of here, he don't check the doors. Right. So, but yeah, it, it works. It works. Yes. Yes. So how does it feel you two, because you're not in this alone, owning yeah. your own business, how does that make you feel? Um, it, a lot of different feelings. Liberated, like there's endless opportunities, there's no glass ceiling, you know, um, it's an opportunity to be creative and, and bring different ideas to the table. And when it's just the two of you, you know, we bounce these ideas off anyway. It's not like we have to run through a whole bunch of red tape, like management or, you know, my director or my supervisor at my mm. job. And and then it, it's just, it's a freedom that I can't explain. <laughs> but at the time, it's a grind. So, you know, you got to be willing to, you got to be willing to grind as an entrepreneur. Um, and it, you know, there, there are great benefits to it, but there's also a lot of grind. I could imagine. Now, do you have a staff that you control, that you and him both control, like monitor, I would say? At the bar? Yeah. So we have, um, uh, we have a, kitchen with three chefs um one full-time the other two are part-time and then we have about let see right now one, two, we have like i think we have about six or seven bartenders oh okay then typically in the summertime we we probably um load the the uh the roster up a little more because we have an outside patio and so we need more bodies between the inside and the outside so usually we'll bring we have a couple of servers that we it's more seasonal mm -hmm. um so we'll bring them back in the summertime so we we probably have like overall i think we have about 12 or 13 staffers okay now, due to the COVID, how how are you manage, managing that due to the COVID and the safety precautions of COVID? Right. So, well, one I say we're, we're still here. Yeah. Which I think is a which is a great sign, it's considering we started. We actually opened in the August of 2019. By March of 2020 that's when they had that whole shutdown everything was shut down and then you know they slowly opened up with takeout and then outside and so we you know we were right we were just like getting on our feet mm -hmm. um i probably wouldn't say we weren't even on our feet yet we we're probably still crawling yeah. <laughs> but then you know we 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 followed the cdc guidelines the state guidelines and recommendations, the local guidelines recommendations. Um, you know, when we were required, I think when you moved indoors, you had to have the plexiglass up and, you know, all your staff had to be in a uh, face mask and, and that type of thing. Yeah. That probably, 
sometimes that was our biggest challenge. And, you know, I felt kind of bad for the bartenders because I get it. it it's hard with the music playing. You're trying to hear what the uh, patrons are saying. They can't hear what you're saying and they want to take the mask down. But we constantly, you know, it was like the mask, please. Put your mask on. Got to put your mask on. Where's your mask? Put your mask on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was, that, that was, I don't want to say it was a huge challenge, but it was definitely one of the things that we had to constantly stay on because I think at one point, and I don't know if they were actually going around, that, you know what, that's not true. I do know that they were going around to, um, certain venues and locations to make sure that people were in compliance. And if you weren't in compliance, they were shutting you down mm-hmm. and were getting a fine. Yeah. And so we were like, well, you know, the last thing that we can afford right now is to, to have a fine. You know, we're, we're struggling to keep the doors open and we definitely don't need that. So we, we try to be as, uh, you know, as strict as possible with, with the guidelines and follow, you know, if it was like, um, I think at one point it was all sit down and, you know, at a bar, that's tough to do. Mm-hmm. People want to bend, they want to stand up, they want to talk, but you know, we had, you got to sit down yeah. and sit down. So then what we did was we actually shut down our bar, the bar area. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people weren't, um, People couldn't come up to the bar and we didn't have to deal with, you know, constantly policing people and telling them to sit down. So it was only at that time, it was only dining room service that we were doing. Okay. So, yeah. 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 So I think it, I think it built some, it definitely built some character. Yes, it, and, yes, it has. Yes, you it know, has. It, it has definitely built some character. Um, it, it's put a different perspective uh, I think just in general, it's put a different perspective on on how we like you know function and op- operate and navigate on a day to day basis, you know, in personal lives and in business. Um, I do know like restaurants probably restaurants and bars took the biggest hit because you know the that social aspect was basically shut down for it was shut down and then it was really suppressed. Yes, and it's it's. It's now kind of coming back around and, you know, hopefully these numbers are going down and will stay down so that, you know. I hope so. I hope so. What are, what were some of your toughest struggles trying to reach your goal into opening up the K-Bar? Um, I, I think some of the toughest struggles were... I think for us, it was the like the whole um, project thing. So when we took over this spot, we did a total gut of the interior. And then not only did we do a total gut of the interior, you know, we had to um, we, we had to change some things around. We had to add bathrooms. Um, we added a kitchen. And so, like designing those things, and it's not a huge area. I don't. Have you been here yet? No, I haven't. Well, we gotta make sure we get you here. Yes. <laughs> um, it's not a. It's not a huge spot, and so, like trying to adding a bathroom, um, adding a kitchen, you know, like all of that stuff was was challenging because 
you know, we you have, have measures. Then when they came in to put the kitchen equipment in, you know, they needed exact measurements for where this was going to go and where that was going to go. And then some of the walls weren't even completely built out, so it was hard to figure out exactly what you had for space. But I think that was that was probably our, our biggest. I don't want to say it was a challenge, but that was probably the thing that took the longest in this whole project. Was the was the build out, um, making sure that everything was done to code and we were in compliance, and then you know going through the whole licensing. You know, you got to have the health department come in. You got to have the liquor commission come in. Uh, you got to have the fire department come in. And, you know, like coordinating all of those things and make sure that things were done. You know, they come in. The nice thing was that they were all of those entities were nice enough to come out and kind of like before like our real inspection happened, they came out and they pointed things out. Okay. This needs to be changed over here. I recommend doing it over here. So, you know, we had the heads up, but we changed all. So by the time they came out, we were straight. Oh, my God. That is awesome. And then on top of that, you had your the other Kevin, who's more familiar with the zoning and all that. Yeah. And his expertise. Um, that's what he does. He zoned and knows how to get the permits and know what what papers to fill out and right. know yeah. what is required. So, I mean, you I bet, like you said, that was a match made in heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it's a great relationship. I, you great. know, I've got no complaints. Great. Know your personnel. That's what we, that's what we say all the time. You gotta know your personnel. Yes. Yeah. Like he'll tell me, um, you know, he'll ask me for some paperwork, and then I'll show up. He'd be like, "Jordan, did you bring the paperwork?" No, oh, Harry, I forgot it. No, oh, I know your personnel. Know your personnel. Join. I'm gonna send you a text message. I'm gonna call you before you leave the house next time and make sure you have it with you. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, do you have any success successful testimonies to share that made you feel good or? Feed that feedback that made you feel like, okay, I can do better. So both. Okay. Uh, and I'm assuming you're talking about here in the, the restaurant, right? Yes. Um, so, so both. So one of the things that we do on a, a regular basis is we, we're very... We're not micromanagers, but we're very hands-on. We're very present. So on any given day, if you walk through the K-Bar, our patrons know who we are, meaning like they know that we are the owners of the establishment. And so there's not, like if you go down to um, some restaurants, um, local spots, you you may never you've been in there twenty times you've never met the owner ever right uh, and they may be there but you just may not know who they are right um, but we make it a point to introduce ourselves to let people know who we are for them to see our faces because I, I feel like if people are gonna come to my spot and spend their hard earned money you know it's important for me to reach out and to be able to say thank you and to build a relationship with them because I, I feel like when you build a relationship with people and you make people feel welcome so it's almost like here 
It's like I'm welcoming people into my home. Right. And so they're going to feel good about spending their last $20 at the K-Bar. You know why? Because I go in there, I have great conversations. The owners know me by my first name. <laughs> you know, they, they, they make me feel like I, it's it's a white linen service every time I walk in there. Right, and so, right. And so that's important. And so we, we get good and bad feedback because we go, you know, I'll go around to the tables and I'll ask, like, you know, how was your service? Is there anything that we could have done better? You know, they may have a complaint and, you know, we'll go over and, you know, our motto is that the customer is is always right most of the time. Yeah, most and, of the time. Most of the time, yeah. And so, you know, again, when people have a bad experience, if sometimes that gets wiped out, just by you coming over and having a conversation or trying to remedy it, figuring yeah. out, you know, what can we do better for the next time? Yeah. Uh, but we do we do a lot of that. And on, on the flip side, like every time I walk in here, I feel good about this place because it is when we sat down and started talking about like, you know, what is it? What what kind of uh, image do we want to have for the K-Bar? And so what we wanted is when you walk in, there's just this amazing positive vibe that you feel. You right. feel welcome. You know, it's like the, the again the, the neighborhood spot, and everybody in there is 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 treated with like you know red carpet service. Mm. I and like so that. We, get, we get that feedback, and then just providing like something that um, is difficult to find in the Greater Hartford area. Like we started doing. Um, live music on Sundays mm. and it is just it is just a really really nice vibe it's old school R&B hip hop um, Motown it, like a little bit of everything and people just and again it's a small venue um, which I think makes it even that much more special because you're bringing people together and everybody's you know, you're like an arm's length away from the person that's sitting next to you, but everybody's having a good time. They're enjoying the vibe. You know, just kind of takes you away from reality for a while. And so when I come in and I see that, that makes me feel good because I feel like I'm providing something to the community. Like they're coming here because, you know what, when I go in there, I feel good when I leave. I, I've had a great experience, and that's why I keep going back. Yeah. And that's really what it's all about. So it's almost like the you ever seen the movie Cheers when they walk when someone walked in and they go Norm. Yes. Yeah. 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 Everybody knows your name, huh? Everybody knows your name. Yeah, I love it. I yeah. love it. I love it. Yeah, it's it's great though. Like it, it it's just, and I don't think we necessarily reinvented the wheel on anything. But I, I think we just put our own spin on, you know, uh, I'm sure there were spots back in the day. There's even spots now where you can go and there's, and there's live music. Um, but the one thing that we have here at the K-Bar in Hartford that I don't believe any other spot has, it might be one other spot, but we have a full service outside bar on patio. I don't know any other spot in Hartford. Um, I, I think like downtown, like the Russian lady, they might have like an outside bar on their rooftop. Uh-huh. Um, but I definitely know for like black owned establishments, there are no other black owned establishments, bar, bar or restaurants 
in Hartford that have an outside patio with a full service bar on there. So that definitely makes us unique. Yes. Yes. And it, and it you know, and it and it helped with COVID because you most you know when they went to um, last summer, you know, it was all outside. Not last, not this past two summers ago. Right. Because it was outdoor dining only. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so what a lot of places had to do is they had to create. Um, and it, like they, you know, the, the the city was made it very easy for you to get a permit to have outdoor seating. But we already had that. We had it already. We already right. had an outside bar. So for us, it was just like you know, we just kind of rolled right into it. So it was it was nice. Wow. Yes, I love it. I love it. Now with the live music, and you have that on Sundays. Do people volunteer? their services or do you handpick like who you want this week um is it reserved so to speak so before covid we were doing live music and we had a couple of different um we we would pick and we had a one particular group that we had on a regular basis but then we we had some other um bands that we reached out to to perform and so since um, COVID, we just started back with the live music and we have one particular band. I don't know, you know Mike Childs? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, he's from he's from Harper, very well known. Um, he's a, a keyboardist, great keyboardist, but he's got a band, he's got a, a bunch of people that he works with. And so he's kind of become like our uh I guess if you want to call it like the house band. Okay. But then what he does is he brings in like um, he brings in like a different singer. He brings a different vocalist. He might bring in a saxophonist this week. Uh, next week it might be a bass player. Um, oh, so he okay. brings you know, every week there's like a different face or maybe two different faces. Okay. Uh, and we just we actually. Uh, we I just talked to him two days ago because we were doing we were doing every other Sunday with him because he had another venue that he was doing and we just had a conversation at the beginning of this week. He's actually going to be doing three Sundays here now and one Sunday there. So if we're going to have live music, we're, we're going to move to live music every Sunday and then we're going to fill that Sunday that he isn't here with like another you know a different guest band that we're going to ask to come out and perform. Wow. Now, what are your hours? What are your um, hours at K-Bar? So, we are open Wednesday through Sunday. Wednesday and Thursday, we're open from 5 to 11. Kitchen is open until 10. Friday and Saturday, we're open from 5 to 1. With kitchen opening until 11, and then on Sunday, we are open from 3 to 9. Well, yeah, 3 to 9. The kitchen kind of starts shutting down around 8.30. Um, they usually finishing up their last set around 9, 9.15. And we, we're usually uh, shutting down after that. And where are you located, if you could tell my listeners? Say that, say that again. Where are you located? We're... Uh, 2071 Park Street in Hartford. Okay. 
And do you have a website? We don't have a website yet. Okay. We usually, so we, right now, we, like, we do all our, so we advertise on QTQ, um, and we put a lot of stuff up on, um, Insta, we have an Instagram page and a, what's the other one? Facebook page. Okay. So if someone wanted to, someone who's not familiar with the K-Bar and they wanted just to look you up on Instagram and you said you were on Facebook as well? Yeah, and it's the and it's the the same. It's K Bar, which is K B A R R Lounge. Oh. So K Bar. That makes it easy to find. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely. We are gonna we we're gonna work on a website. Just to, like you know, I, I talk to different people, and some people are like, eh, websites are like dinosaurs now. Nobody uses websites. They do all this stuff on on Instagram or Facebook. But, you know, there are those people who still go to websites. So what we want to do is we, we've talked about creating a website um, that basically, you know, we could post pictures up there, but um, it'll at least give people a place to go to see the menus yes. and see what, what events might be coming up. So we want to do kind of like a calendar type of thing so people know what's going on yes. on a different day. yes. Yes, that would be nice because I still go on to websites. <laughs> okay. I still like going on to websites. And I definitely have to check you out on a Sunday. Now, would would, would your musician be there this Sunday or is... is... This Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday. So because oh, yeah, Bowl, yeah, no. Yeah, we, we figure people are going to want to watch the game. Yeah, I forgot about not that. Not the music, so... Yeah, he won't be here this Sunday. He'll be here next Sunday. Next Sunday, yeah. So I have to plan for next Sunday because I want to listen to some live music. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I definitely want to um, just be out and take a look at the um, beat. Just be out and just be at the K-Bar. Yeah, come check it out. I will, come check it out. Shoot me a text when when you come in and, um, you know, I'll definitely be looking out for you. Okay, and because I got everything all on um, one track, everything sounds good, this will be my um, footage. I will just um, clean whatever I need to clean up, and we are good to go. Okay, now what? where, where do you broadcast the podcast? Um, this is on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Radio Public, um, Breaker, um, TuneIn, and also um, once it's aired on those hosts, um, after two weeks, then I um, put it on YouTube. Okay. Okay, and then I always announce when I'm going to air it. What I will do is I, um, I like to do something special for all I call all my um, the people that I um, interview my clients mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah. put um, a package together meaning I would um, ask you for a photo and maybe some pictures of the K-Bar and mm-hmm. I'll put a package together meaning I'll do a commercial like a TikTok commercial Yeah, and yeah. I'll say this is um, this is about to um um, air on the 90 day podcast and I'll do a little TikTok commercial 
prior to the episode coming out so that my listeners would know what's going to be airing. Um, I will also um, ping you because you're on Instagram and also on Facebook. Yeah. And um, also I like to make posters and um, just to create. And once that is done, once the episode is actually aired, I will definitely, you'll be the first one to get the episode. Then I'll post it on all medias, social medias. And then I'm linked to a lot of groups on social media. So I'll link them to all the groups that I'm associated with. Okay. And so, um, so that everyone is able to be heard. And also you're, um, you'll get, um, a copy of the episode. And like I always say, I, I'm, I love to promote the episode, but I also encourage my clients to also promote their episode as well. Okay. Because it's definitely. about you. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And um, so that's what I like to do. And it's heard on a 90 day podcast this month, Black History Month. I put a yeah. list together on how many um, plays. Um, that um, that was um, how many number of plays that was heard per each episode like how many episodes got a, the highest number of plays mm-hmm. um, so I did that for Black History Month, month on certain episodes and I just want the clients to know that look um, your episodes means a lot to me but also, it's the listeners. It's it's the listeners, and I really want wanted to thank the listeners for really tuning in and really listening to these episodes because they're so important. And um, they're not we're not celebrities, but I consider you guys celebrities because um, you're so important, and we're all doing something um, to better ourselves, better our lives, better the community. Right, and right. it's definitely giving back. And look, up, well, look at what you're doing. You're creating jobs. You know, mm-hmm. even though it's not um, a lot of jobs, but it's jobs for how many people? What, twelve to fifteen people? That's yeah. that's that's good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And who wouldn't want to work in such an establishment where the boss can really say, "Hey, look, I admire you," and you know, you're not just a server, you're Crystal or you're a Bob or you're a Mike, you know what I'm saying? And I appreciate what you do, you know? And that's what we, we do. So we, I, and I tell my staff all the time, like, listen, you may come in here, like we were interviewing, I was like, you may come in here and don't be surprised if you see me with a mop in my hand or coming out of the bathroom with the toilet brush or bringing it, like we are very hands-on. If the girls need like a bottle of Tito's from the um, the the liquor closet. We're running downstairs to get it. Right. Um, you know, there there isn't any aspect of, of this operation that we don't like. This I've had I've jumped in the kitchen before. Right. When Steph was out sick, I got I got in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, um, when we first opened back up after. The COVID, uh-huh. when we would take out only, 
you know, we didn't know what to expect, and we didn't want to bring anybody in here knowing that we couldn't pay them, and they, people were collecting unemployment at that time. So Kevin and I did all the takeout. He took the phone calls. We prepared all the food. He took the phone calls, the orders. I was in the kitchen cooking the food. And see, so, that, yeah. yeah, it needs to be a balance, you know, you, you yeah. uh, and, and that's what I like. I, I like everything that uh, you and your partner represents, you know, you know, y'all, you two are not too big to not want to help out. And I, I just, I, I love it. I embrace it. You know, I wish that every boss would think like you do. Um, to where you, you get to a certain point in your life and you think, okay, I'm too big for that now. You're never yeah. too big for anything. You know, sometimes when you watch Undercover Boss, when they have to dress up as somebody else and go undercover and yeah. work in their, in their own establishment, and they don't even know what the heck they're doing in their own establishment that they so-called created. Right, right, right. That's that's yeah. That's that's crazy. But then I also think that it like I, I feel like if my if my employees see me doing things and the day I turn around and I ask them to do it, they are gonna have a big issue with it because they are gonna think that I'm asking them because I think that I'm better than them or that, you know, they, they are beneath me. Right. Because I just cleaned the bathroom yesterday. Right. You know? Right. Uh, but yeah, yeah. And then to take the time out to say, hey, look, you know, to your customers, hey, look, you know, how was the service? You know, whether they give you good feedback, bad feedback, what can we do better? And to really take that into consideration so the next time they do come to your establishment and you do recognize them and you, and, and you do make that change, and they see and they acknowledge that change, yep. they appreciate it because they know I was heard. He heard, he really heard me. He really yep. heard me. He made that change. And, and it, yep. you know, it makes people feel good. And like you said, it makes people want to come back to your establishment. It makes people want to spend, like you said, maybe that last $10 because look, I'm ready to live it up i'm ready to have fun i've been working hard all this week i'm ready to just have a meal and a good drink and listen to some live music i don't mind spending my last 20 dollars because i know i'm about to have a good time at the car right. yes yeah so yeah. i really look forward to next sunday is my day at the k-bar all right. Well, like I said, just let me know. Shoot me a text. Say, hey, I Kevin. sure will. I sure will. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited. All right. <laughs> I'm so now, excited. Did, did you know, um, so my sister's name is Michelle Joyner. Yes. You I know do. Michelle? Yes. yes okay. I do okay. That's my sister. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I know her. But I haven't met you. Well, I probably did and just don't really remember. But I know right. Michelle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, I am so um, proud of your accomplishments. I am so proud of your um, um, your partner, uh, Kevin's accomplishment, and the two of you. Um, you guys are outstanding. You guys are phenomenal. 
Um, keep it up. Thank you. Thank keep you. Appreciate it. I mean, you guys make um, um, black businesses. Me, me looking at YouTube being a black business owners, two men owning black a black um, business. You make me proud. Thank you. Yes, yes. So I, I really congratulate you. I really do. Appreciate you for what you're doing and, you know, reaching out and, and finding those. I mean, there's so much negativity and forget about the world, but just in, in a greater Hartford community, there's just so much negativity that it's nice to get like just that breath of fresh air yes. of positivity and mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. inspiring stories and Whatever. Yes. yes. Like yes. yes. It's, it's good. Yes. So that's what we want to be. Absolutely. And that's where you are. You are you you two are rising stars. So keep it up. I can't wait to um visit the K Bar next Sunday. And um I appreciate your time today, Kevin. Oh my god. I I, I I'm just happy that um that oh I, I just can't wait. I, I listen. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't even. I I, I just can't say it again. I can't wait. <laughs> All right, well, I can't. I'm looking forward to having you here. Oh well, this is Krista Renee from the 90 Day Podcast. My guest today was Kevin Joyner from, and he is the own, the proud owner of the K Bar, along with his other partner named Kevin. And Kevin, would you like to leave off with saying something to our listeners? Yeah, so Kevin Henry is my partner. I'm Kevin Joyner. Kevin Henry is my partner. And I, I would just like to say, you know, um, thank you for having me. I appreciate those who are listening or take the time out to listen to the podcast. You know, I think that it's, it's important to know what's going on in our community. There's so much negative stuff going on. So to hear something positive. Um, and hopefully people can pull something inspiring from our story. I don't think it's a special story, but it's a story nonetheless. You know, and if we can make a difference in the lives of the people who walk through these doors, that's really what we're here for. Okay, well said, my friend. And good night and have fun. All right. Okay, Thank talk you. to you soon. And I'll see you next Sunday. You'll see me next Sunday. Okay. Okay. Bye bye.